Hey, good morning. Glad you're here. Well, morning for me. I don't know what it is for you, but I'm glad you're here. Happy New Year. Hope things have gone well. This is our first podcast of the new year. I told you we might take a few days off there to kind of re-energize and just get you focused and Besides, people really probably weren't listening that much anyway, so much going on, and so we hope to get back with it today. Listen, if you have your copy of God's Word, I hope that you'll turn to the book of Luke, or the Gospel of Luke, however you want to refer to it, <laughs> the third book of the New Testament, if you want to talk about it that way. I hope you'll turn there to the second chapter, beginning verse 41. Uh, we have started it, it, at South Dakota Baptist Church. They found out Sunday that <laughs> we started it. I uh, studying the Gospel of Luke. So I spent a lot of time in Luke. I did that because, well, we spent a lot of time in Luke talking about the Christmas story, you know, and all that goes along. Uh, I say Christmas story, Christmas sermons, and everything else. But as I spent time, a great deal of time in Luke over the Christmas holidays or preparing for Christmas, however you want to say or believe that either or think about it, I really became aware of the things that Luke tells us. In fact, one of the things I told uh, South Pecone Baptist Church Sunday, and I've told some other people along the way, and they've kind of looked at me like I'm crazy. But my entire Christian life, I've heard that we just don't know much about Joseph. You know, oh, we don't know much about Joseph. We don't know much about Joseph. I found out during the Christmas season, as I have really thought about all the things that the Bible tells us, we know a great deal about Joseph. We know he was a good man, a faithful man, a family man, an obedient man to God's direction and spirit. And so we know some things about Joseph that we overlook or forget or play down, but they're very important. In fact, what a difference it could be if we just had men of God who were who were faithful, good, and loving, and committed to their families, committed to God, all the things that Joseph seemed to be. Um, but anyway, I digress. In the midst of that study, in the midst of this seasonal preparation, I was studying the book of Luke. And the more I studied it, of course, the deeper I got into it. <clears throat> well, we come to Luke chapter 2. Not, not the Christmas story, as people call it. Not the born unto you this day in the city of David is the Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's wonderful, terrific, and awesome. Ah, it was really a great place to begin. But further down, there's the story of, of when Jesus was about 12 years old and, and the family going to the temple. And they had celebrated the Passover every year. It looks very clear about that here again, reminding us uh, of all the things of Joseph and Mary as well. But I've never heard, you know, people say, well, we don't know anything about Mary. We know a great deal about Mary, considering. But it is another reminder that Joseph indeed was a good, godly, faithful man and father. And so they go to the temple. In fact, the Bible reports it this way. His parents went to Jerusalem every year, not some years, every year. And the feast of the Passover. And when he's 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they'd finished the days that they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. <clears throat> and Joseph and his mother did not know it, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went on his day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. And so when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Uh, now, so it was that after uh, three days, they found him in the temple, uh, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished in his understanding and answers. And, and so when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Uh, <clears throat> but they did not understand the statement. But she spoke to them 
we think about Jesus and what happened here. Now, by the way, uh, the phrase, the boy Jesus, uh, is just a reminder that Jesus had not, quote unquote, officially became a man yet or officially began his ministry yet. I don't think Luke really meant anything else by that phrase. He didn't seem to. And so, you know, if you say, well, I think he, okay, wild speculation uh, is allowed, I guess, at times. But the truth is, Jesus has not began officially his ministry, and he doesn't really do so till he's baptized by John, which Luke begins to detail and prepare us for in Luke chapter 3. But in the midst of that, there's this revelation that Jesus, well, he was always who we know him as. He was always Christ the Lord. And he must be about the Father's business. And there is, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, the Trinity, as we call him. And so he is talking about being about the Father's business. He said, well, what did it mean for Jesus to be about the Father's business? Well, I wrote down a list the other day, and <clears throat> I want to share it with you. Uh, when, when Jesus talks about his being about the Father's business, admitting fulfilling prophecies, uh, teaching the word, blessing the people, and, and you know, healing and raising the dead, all the other things that he did, a multitude of other things he did that moved him to the cross, the grave, the resurrection, and finally back to the glory of heaven, why now, where he right now sits, this very moment interceding for us. All that had to do with Jesus's being about the Father's business. Well, he's our role model. He's our example. And so the question comes, okay, if that's what it means for Jesus to be about the Father's business, what does it mean for us? I mean, wouldn't it make, wouldn't it make sense? Wouldn't it... Wouldn't it be logical that if Jesus was about the Father's business, that's what the Father would have us to be about too? And so what would it mean for us to be about the Father's business? Now, I know you've probably never really thought about that. I, maybe there's some people out there. I have a tendency to think about things that people don't think about. But I really begin to think about, well, what does it mean for you and I to be about the Father business, Father's business? And I wrote some things down. Not an exclusive list, and this isn't... Uh, <laughs> some great revelation that no one's ever had, I don't guess. Uh, I'm sure somewhere, someplace, sometimes, somebody's probably wrote on this before or spoken on it before. I, I would assume I haven't found it. <laughs> if you find it, send it to me, uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all or a case, and say, hey, Brother Danny, I found where uh, whoever spoke on the Father's business, you know what it means for us to be about the Father's business. Now, I'm not talking about someone who writes on what it meant for Jesus to be about the Father's business. Gosh, that list could be exclusive. I mean, uh, inclusive of almost everything he did. And I named just some of it there. I mean, I didn't even talk about feeding the multitudes, raising the, raising the dead, and some other things you could talk about. But my focus became what we do in response to what Jesus did. How we emulate, how we follow, how we imitate, um, well, the example of Christ. How do we be about the Father's business? And I wrote some things down. And you can disagree with him if you want to. Listen, the only thing perfect is, is, is God's Son and His Word. <laughs> so if you want to say, well, I don't see it that way, I don't see it this way, okay, okay. But what I do ask you to do is to think about what I say here and pray about it and see if, you sh if it isn't correct. And if it is correct, then, you know, let's incorporate it into our lives. Number one, uh, for, our, for our being about the Father's business, it means our being busy for the Lord every day in some way. Every day in some way. Yesterday, I had a, a fascinating discussion with an elderly lady who's homebound, and she just told me, she said, you know, she's the point in life where she can do is pray, and that's all she can do. She can't go out, doesn't go out. 
Uh, she told me how many months it's been since she's been out of her house. You know, of course, the pandemic and everything. But she's a prayer warrior and she prays. That's her business. That's what. That's her business for God. We can be about. Uh, we can be busy for the Lord every day in some way, whether it's, you know, sharing our faith or, or planting seeds or, or, or offering a hand of encouragement to someone or just spending time in prayer, whatever it is, reading God's word. Multitude of things we can be about the Father. He said, well, how does that... How does that, well, all that incorporates the work and the will and the way of God. And God talks about his word, for example. And God talks about prayer, for example. God talks about planting seed, all those things. And, and so if we're going to be about the Father's business, then we've got to be busy every day, some way, for the Lord. Uh, another way that we're, we go about the Father's business, personally, is we unite with our brothers and sisters to work, worship, praise, give, you know, grow, and receive uh, the blessings of God. Uh, in other words, we, we, we make time for church. If <laughs> We make church a priority. We don't forsake the assemblings of ourselves together as the habit of some, as the Bible says. Uh, listen, in this time of pandemic, I pastor a church. We took the last two Sundays and, 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 and last Wednesday and this Wednesday, we're taking off. We, we get back uh, this coming Sunday because of the virus and the numbers and, you know, people coming in and all the things that happen. And, you know, even with all the news about the virus, it's still clear that people are getting infected and getting sick with something. And I know now, all of a sudden, you know, big media started to say, oh, the numbers are skewed and this kind of stuff. Well, they were, they are, they always have been, but there still is a, a need to try to keep people healthy. And some people, if they catch it, well, they won't be good news. And, and so uh, with all the rising numbers here in our area, and, and given the, uh, the type of congregation we have, our small congregation, um, which I love, by the way. This is we begin our second year here as their interim, and uh, I know that they need to get a pastor. I understand that, but gosh, we love these folks. They've been so good to us. But anyway, um, we've got to find a way to, you know, make sure that worship and you know corporate worship is priority. After all, uh, Jesus made that clear, and the Bible makes clear. And so, first, if we're going to be about the Father's business, we got to be busy for the Lord in some way every day. Find something to do. Unite with our brothers and sisters to work, worship, praise, and grow, give, and receive, and then, you know, seek the salvation of souls. If we're going to be about the Father's business, at some point, you got to get serious about seeking souls, whether it be your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your classmates, your colleagues, whatever it is. You say, well, Brother Danny, I'm, I'm not a stand on the corner with my Bible and thump it at people and, and, and share the witness that way. No, I'm not that. I understand that. I uh, I haven't stood on many street corners in my life and thumped my Bible at people. I, I'll be honest with that. But I love, I love to see souls win. Our former church, Spring Creek, I was watching their video from Sunday, and uh, they they had three people join church, had baptism. That's you know that's what you do know, about the Father's business. That's good, great, wonderful, and that's what we need to do. Find a way. Don't use the pandemic as an excuse. I I saw the picture of three lovely young ladies that joined their church, and I thought, well, God's at work, and and and, and saw uh, the work in the baptistry there. God is at work, and we're so thankful for that. There, and and listen. We should be doing the same, and, and, and you can't do that if you don't seek salvation of souls. Uh, interceding on behalf of those who have need. You will never see the work of done without the prayers of God's people. Just not. Listen, I, I, look, I don't understand all the mysteries of God. I don't. I can't explain all the mysteries of God. I can't. But I know this. And all great, every great work of God you find, there's going to be great prayers offered. And we have to find ways that we're going to be about the Father's business to bring ourselves to intercede on behalf of those who have needs. And, and those needs are numerous and they're large. And we need to be praying. And we need to be bringing God's blessings to people. Okay, we need to move on. Uh, noticing where God is at work and joining him there. Now, you've heard me, you, you've heard me before reference this. And I always give 
uh, you know, credit to, uh, to those who wrote the book, Experiencing God, Knowing Doing the Will of God. Because one of the things Henry Blackaby and, and those who have to write that share with us that we have to be aware of where God's at and then join him. My friend, you and I today, we, we've got to open our eyes and see God's doing great and mighty things. We've got to join him there. Um, I know a lady that's a nurse. She's a wonderful nurse. She's a wonderful lady. Had known her long. But she is now working at a place where she meets people. Uh, that, uh, you know, she touches them with, with God's grace and goodness. And I'm not going to call her name because I, you know, I know all that. But someone told me about going to the office where she works, place where she works, and uh, about her presence and just what a difference it made to see her. Now, he knows her and goes to church with her and all those things. But it just made a difference for him to see her and the and, and she ministered his spirit, although she was working her job. We, and, and, you know, you just... Well, you got to intercede for folks. A friend of mine got COVID. He, he posted yesterday on Facebook he got COVID and then said that when he was diagnosed with COVID, the doctor said, can I pray over you? Well, naturally, that's the doctor. And, well, that's interceding on people's behalf. It's, okay, we need to go on, I know. But, man, get to work. <laughs> Noticing where God's at work and, and join him there. As I said, we got to get with it. Okay, encouraging the discouraged. Boy, I'm telling you, now that's being about the Father's business today. People are so discouraged about so many things. It doesn't matter. People just find a way to get discouraged today. we got to bring encouragement into their life. Oh, that's about to be about Father's business. Uh, seeking the needs of the ones that God sends into our life. And uh, how we can help them, how we can minister them. God sends people in our life. Sometimes he sends them for a season. Sometimes he sends them for a moment. And sometimes he sends them for a lifetime. I'm talking to people today who have had, who's got lifetime friends. They have uh, known people going to, school, you know, going to school with them all their life, live with them all their life. Lifetime friends. And God's put them in their life for a lifetime. And seemingly it will be a lifetime. But then there are people that have come into their life and as they have come into your life and my life for a season, for a moment. And in those moments and in those seasons, we've got to find a way uh, uh, to see, see what God would have us do for them and in them and with them to bring a blessing or bring a, you know, to bring a revelation or, or whatever it is that God would have for us to bring, uh, bring to them. And that's the way we're about the Father's business. Don't forget uh, about the necessity of, of winning souls, of, of, of ministering to, the, to those who need ministering to. Finally, we're about the Father's business of spreading the good word about our wonderful Savior and using words when necessary and doing good deeds when appropriate and led to do so. You and I need to get about the Father's business. It's a new year. Let's begin with a new look. Let's begin looking for ways to, you know, get about God's work and, and help people. Listen, there's never going to be a time where the work of God doesn't involve people, lost people, saved people, you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This I'm telling you. We have to get involved in the lives of people somehow, some way. Find ways to minister to them when they're sick, they're hurting, uh, they're, they have needs, they're desperate, they're rejoicing, whatever it is. We have to be about the Father's business, which means we're going to be busy every day for the Lord in some way, which means we're going to unite with our brothers and sisters to work, worship, praise, grow, and give, and receive, and we're going to seek the salvation of souls. We're going to intercede on behalf of those who have need. We're going to notice where God is at work and join him there. And we're going to encourage the discouraged. And we're going to speak. Uh, we're going to seek the needs of the ones uh, God sends into our life. And we're going to spread the good word about our wonderful Savior using words when necessary and 
doing good deeds when appropriate and led to do so. Gosh, it's good to be back with you. I've been, I really wanted to uh, do another podcast before now, but it just seemed like the thing to do would be wait. So I'm glad we're back. Listen, DK Ministries, Proclaiming Word Podcast, that's who we are. I'm Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher. Yes, 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 I know. You think you ought to have done that at first of the program? Well, probably. I should, but then <laughs> for those who have listened, you know, we're not exactly your normal uh, cookie cutter program. Uh, we're just trying to proclaim God's word and bring, and bring glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope today that there's been something said that will encourage you to really get serious about being about the Father's business, doing what Jesus would have you do at this day, at this time. There's so many things going on in our, in our country, in our churches. So many things are happening. I pray that you'll be involved in, in the good things that God is doing and you'll continue the work that he would have you do. As we start this new year, just a few things, I want to invite you to invite others to listen to our podcast, DK Ministries, uh, Proclaiming the Word podcast. Uh, we we put these podcasts on Anchor. That's where we pro- broadcast them or we record them on Anchor. That's the platform. They're available in numerous other places. I'm not going to name the other places because to be honest with you, I don't know them all any longer. Uh, a lot of people have them. A lot of people do that, I think, just to have, you know, say, hey, we've got these things just to kind of add the numbers. But I have heard from people who listen on, you know, uh, Apple and, uh, yeah, Apple or uh, Spotify. And of course, uh, we record them on Anchor. We also post a, a lot of them on my story on Facebook just to get the word out and to touch people's lives if we can and to say something. Let us know what you think. DSPreacherMed at gmail.com. I thank you for those who listened last year, and I hope that you'll listen this year. But I also pray that sometime, you know, maybe once a month, just write us an email. Let us know what you think. Give us a, some criticism or, you know, direction, whatever you have for us, at dspreacherman at gmail.com, all our case. Also, you can contact us on Facebook. We're on Facebook, uh, DK Ministries. Yes, we're still there as long as they allow us to do the videos and all that we do. We'll stay there. We're on Parlor. At DS Preacher Man, the, the D is capitalized. Um, I don't push parlors much because I'm still trying to get the knack of that one, and they don't allow us to do the video. So uh, that we're, you know, uh, that you, that we do on Sundays in our services and for our ministry at other times. And so we will be on Facebook for a while until they, you know, shut the door on that. And they they're likely to. <laughs> so anyway, listen. Pray that God would use you in a mighty way. Pray for our country. Uh, pray for our country's leaders. Pray for revival in our nation. And pray for Jesus to be glorified. Thanks for listening. Thanks for those who have you know, sent texts or notes to, uh, in 2020. And I pray 2021 that you'll do the same. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com. Let us hear from you. Let us know what you think. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you next time.